to that time of the week, right? Yes. Welcome, Welcome back. To episode number two of Not a Purse. Not a Purse. <laughs> Slight rename, but uh, yes, Not a Purse, so that it's easier to find. People can just put at Not a Purse on most platforms and get straight to this. Right. Because we got some feedback and we're listening to you guys. We're not saying that we're going to do everything you say, <laughs> but we're listening. Mm-hmm. And whatever we find useful, we shall uh, implement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while we're at, we're at it, um, disclaimer. So this whole thing, this whole podcast, me and Joe having the conversations, uh, it is... Whatever I say is my opinion. Whatever she says is her opinion. It doesn't mean that your opinion, whether it's the same or different, is invalidated. Like, we each have our own experiences. And I love the the concept of cultural humility, mm-hmm. which means as much as it's not because I'm a woman and you are a woman that I know what it is to be you. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's it's not because we share like some attributes or features that we know how it is to be the other yeah. person and no assumption made here. So, yes, we might say something that goes completely against what you do, what you think, what you say and we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually great because Obviously, if you agree with something we say, you're like, yes, they're right. That's good. But if you're like, oh, they're so wrong, that is even better because then maybe you have someone you can talk to and be like, these girls were saying this thing. I really hated it. They were so wrong because ultimately the goal is to get more people talking about this. So any way that that happens uh, is good with us. We're cool with that. Exactly. So that being said, let's dig into today's topic. Yes. But uh <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I heard that. I hope you guys heard that too. It was a drum roll, a big one. Um yes. Getting acquainted with your genitalia, specifically for women, should become a thing. I am pro that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh the the whole thing starts with I find um and let me let me speak for myself. I've spoken to other women about that, and I know they feel similar, but I haven't spoken to all the women on the planet. So there is this idea that specifically the vulva, the vagina, and everything that's attached to it, everything that comes out of it, is disgusting. Which is why maybe we we don't even want to get there. Like, we were talking at some point about you don't feel comfortable saying the name. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, that's like the first level to get in touch with it, like getting acquainted with it. You, you feel like, no, I can't say the name. Then if you can't do that, or if you, if you do not feel comfortable about doing that, yeah. How in the world are you going to go and touch it? And I'm not saying like, I'm not even speaking yet about masturbation, pleasure, anything like that. Just, feeling comfortable touching your vulva the way you touch i don't know your nose your lips your toes your armpits whatever (laughs) so first level is 
naming it, labeling it, then touching it, looking at it. Before talking, there's even just looking. And it's like a lot of women have like so, so much disgust bound, like Mm -hmm. linked Mm -hmm. to, to genitalia. And I'm just speaking about the look right now. We haven't even touched the topic of discharge or menstrual blood. At some point we were talking, why is it that women are so, most women, a lot Mm -hmm. of women do not feel comfortable seeing menstrual blood or touching it. Yeah. And yeah, why? (laughs) Not saying it has to be like that or, you know, we have to love it. We have to feel normal around it, but let's look at why do we feel disgusted by it? You know what? Like, it's interesting because even the looking at it, I wonder if disgust, disgust feels a bit strong because sometimes I think it's just, you just don't do it. It's not even a strong, like, disgust reaction. It's just, it's not a thing you do. So Mm. you just get used to not doing it. So if someone was like, oh, um, I don't know, how often do you, like, look up your nose to see what's in there? (laughs) It's like, like, why would I do that? Except that we don't even use our noses that much, right? Like, Mm. we use our vulvas, we use our vaginas. They do certain things. They change over time. So it's almost counterintuitive that we wouldn't constantly constantly be looking at it yes something that's always changing you're just like oh what is it doing today but it's the opposite for us that is like why is that because we don't talk about it maybe Mm. because like when you think about it again like i i don't know how it is for men but from how i perceive things what i've been observing in the past years I don't think men have such like a conflicted relationship with their mm-hmm. genitalia. Mm-hmm. And again, just in terms of being comfortable with looking at it, seeing it, touching it. Yeah. And with anything that's related to it. Cause like, like it is, they have it between their legs, like whether they want or not, they will see it at least when they're pee and touch it. Then they too. Ha- yeah. And they touch it. Like for them, it's not, it is part of having a penis. Seeing the penis and touching the penis is part of having a penis. Mm-hmm. Having a vulva does not mean you see it or you look at it. And it certainly does not come with touching it. Mm-hmm. And so that that is what I find is maybe the big difference between men and women or female bodies and male bodies in, yeah. in these terms. Because as a man, you... It's like almost you don't have an option. And as women, we do have the option or we have created at some point the option of I don't look at it. I don't touch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. And with like when it comes to menstrual blood and and discharge, I do think that to some extent there is maybe not disgust. But there is something, this is, this is dirty. This is nasty. This is, mm, this is I, not, not garbage. Like, you know, yeah, it's to be discarded. To exactly. be tossed, like to, you can't look at it. You just have to like get rid of it as quickly as you can. Yes. yes. It, yeah. It's waste in, mm-hmm. in some like, 
all you do with it is get rid of it. It, it. It has no interest, no, there's nothing you should do with it. And yeah, yeah it's, it's dirty. It's so like, this is what I'm thinking. Um, and I mean, so first of all, the question about penises, I think it would be great if we could get some men yes, to let please. us know, let please. us know what you think, like how you interact, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how you interact with your penis. Sure. You talk to them. <laughs> Sorry, how often joking. do you touch it? Like, is it weird? Do you have a conflicted relationship with it? But regarding menstrual blood and discharge, I think we need an entirely different time to speak about that specifically. Definitely. But the idea that something that comes out of our bodies in general, something like blood, everybody gets cut and bleeds Mm -hmm. and that blood is normal. Definitely. But the blood that comes out of a vagina is somehow less than normal. It's even bad. Yeah. Right. It's like worse than regular blood. Even people who are like, Oh, I'm queasy about blood and things like that. They're still like, an extra level of this is period blood though. So Mm -hmm. there's something extra wrong with it. Totally. And I like, this is going not off topic, but that's, (laughs) that's something that would deserve a whole other episode. Like even today, but let's speak about a few years earlier in history, like the way certain groups of people, I'm going to say handled women while they were having their period. Like it's literally, Mm. there is this idea of period blood is dirty. A woman having her period is dirty. A man shouldn't be close. No, no other human being should be close to that person while they're having their period, while there's period menstrual blood coming out of them. They had literally like a hut. Mm -hmm. Now there are different concepts like in, in, there's one way to look at it. Like it's, it's a precious time and the woman is focusing on herself. That would be the positive way of looking at it. But then there's also the very negative way. It's literally, she has to be moved away from society because whatever's happening with her, nobody wants to deal with it in some cultures or in some groups of people. It's even like, um, how do you say that? Um, not a curse, but Mm. it's, 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 almost like bad juju mm-hmm. if you know you are you 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 are in contact with a woman who is oh. bleeding yeah so yeah there's a whole thing about it and with this church i was uh i was talking to you about it it's first we don't see much of it mm-hmm. i nobody talks really about it like i I can't really remember my gynecologist ever mentioning a lot about it. They might, they, you, I think I did always get the question, is anything weird about your discharge whenever I would have my yearly appointment? Yeah. But then I would say no, because what do I know? Nothing (laughs) felt, you know, out of normal. Mm -hmm. Because you need a baseline to know what's normal or not. But I actually, exactly. I actually didn't know what the baseline is. Mm -hmm. Like that conversation did not include her, you know, giving me some knowledge about what is normal, what is not normal. And there's also this big, for me, like the big revelation was, uh, I mentioned that in the first episode, when I moved from the pill to the copper IUD, the copper IUD in this case is not relevant. I just stopped the pill, 
which I had been taking more or less since I was 15 for the wrong reasons, but that's another story. And during all that time, I had this church, but really like not mentionable, mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped, holy crap. I <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I swear to God, because like I, I did everything at the same time. So it was getting off the pill and having the, the IUD. So a lot of stuff was happening in my body anyway. Mm-hmm. And I remember my gynecologist telling me, if anything feels funny, is funny, just come in and we'll have a look at it. Mm-hmm. I I was not used to that amount of discharge. People, I was convinced I had some kind of infection. Mm-hmm. And I ran to her office and I was like, Something is wrong. I think I I, I, told, I think I have an infection. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid because I, I felt like, okay, this means the IUD has to go out. And, and then what am I going to do? I don't want to take the pill again. Anyway, turned out, no, everything was super, super fine. I had nothing except a normal vulva, vagina that was discharging. Just that I hadn't been doing that for mm-hmm. a few years. So, yeah. Yeah. And because also back to your comment about not seeing it, even if you weren't experiencing it yourself, if you saw other women having it, but it's not really portrayed. So even between us women, not only do we not talk about it, but we don't even see it. We hide it. And then we also hide it from other people. Yes. So this idea that (laughs) it's, it's so ridiculous when you think about it, but like, the whole portrayal of, of a woman getting ready for bed or getting ready for sexy time. Yes. Yeah. After a whole day of work. And she commuting. has been very active, right? Yeah. This woman has gone to work. She has commuted. You know, she's gone on this date with this person. They're getting ready to do what they need. To, like, all of no that. No shower in between. <laughs> Just so clear. No shower in between. No no changing anything. <laughs> she woke up or she, she, she got dressed at 7 a.m. in the morning. Keep going. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> This is getting very specific. But this woman, this this everyday woman, you know, comes out, is about to have sex, takes off her underwear. It is perfectly brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. There is nothing on there. They toss it to the side. And if it's like a PG movie, that's all you see, right? You don't see the action <laughs> itself. You see the underwear. If it's white, just perfectly sparklingly white, nothing there. And you know what I was going to say? I was going to say it's clean. Yeah, And I had to refrain from saying that because, no, even the word, like, underwear that that looks like it hasn't been used, we say clean to it, or I say clean mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. But it's not because there's this church in there that it's not clean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 got, I caught myself right there and there. I was like, why clean? It's used, maybe, but is oh, it dirty? Oh, used you know? versus... Dirty. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's used. But yeah. Is it really dirty? Interesting. Anything that, that's, that's used. Yeah. I mean, once you've worn it, there should be a trace that you've worn it, I think. Yeah. But this is a whole other thing that's like, you know, almost like theoretical is like, how do you know it's been used? But ultimately, there's this portrayal that no discharge is completely normal. Yeah. But most women will tell you that it's not. No. 
we have discharge every single day and our discharge changes day to day. Consistency changes, volume changes, depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle, it changes. There's so many things. If you're a bit more stressed out, if you're dehydrated, if you're, there's so many, yes, <laughs> so much, so much involved with that. And if all we see all the time is all these clean underwears everywhere or between us, we just never talk about it mm-hmm. or we hide it when we're, you know, with a partner for the first time whatever that is, it's detrimental because then everyone has this idea that this is the norm. Yep. It should always look like this. And for men, especially seeing that, they will never know that discharge is normal. Mm -hmm. They'll just assume. And even not with partners they've been with, it's everything across the board. It's with partners they've been with for a long time who still hide their underwear. Yep. Or one night stands who still, you know, come in with maybe an extra pair of underwear or have like a panty liner that they take out and then toss in the trash or put in their purse and go home with it. It's, it's, it's a whole system to hide this thing. It's a whole game, right? <laughs> like a little sneaky thing that you do to make sure that no one knows that you've worn your underwear yeah. and that it's used. No one feels like that about socks. Huh? They're stinky. <laughs> they are stinky. Who cares? They're socks. It's normal. That's what we expect from them. But don't you dare having underwear with a trace of this church in them. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So <laughs> how do yeah. we fix this? How do we how do we make it normal again? I I honestly think women have to 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 literally get like Get in touch. I'm repeating myself, but get in touch with your vulva and your vagina. Mm-hmm. Look at it. And I mean, don't, you know, don't bend your head over and try to do some yoga poses that nobody <laughs> can do. No, take a mirror and squat over it. Great view. Yes. Just saying. And touching it. And I, I don't mean in, in, in like seeking pleasure, just checking on yourself yes for me it all started with before i got off the pill like this is this thing that happened to me me deciding going off the pill is like it's i always come back to it but anyway i was looking into um fertility awareness method as uh is it called contraception anyway yeah. as the birth, birth control, control me- method and that literally includes taking your temperature at a specific time, but also checking your discharge, Mm -hmm. the color of it, the consistency of it. One part of it from what I had read back then, and I didn't read much, um, was also checking like how your cervix feels. Like, is it low? Is it high? Is it more open? Is it more closed? Is it uh, hard? Is it soft? And all those things. And I was still on the pill, but I was like trying to see how it would feel, you know, to actually implement that method. I ended up not doing it because I didn't trust myself (laughs) to analyze it properly. But anyway, like that's when I started to actually get in touch with my own body. Like I was like, oh, I can feel my cervix. Like it's, it's amazing. You, I recommend it to anyone. Now this is something like... I'm still not using that method, the fertility awareness method, but it has become a thing. And also using the cup forces you to like, it's not like a tampon where you, where you can like get out of 
not going too far, not touching anything there. Mm-hmm. With a cup, you you kind of have to. You also, you know, using a cup. I'm I'm not advertising anything here. <laughs> Disclaimer: mm-hmm. No advertising whatsoever, mm-hmm. <laughs> except <to> me. <laughs> Yeah, she hates me for that, but I'm going to keep doing it. Um, But yeah, when you use a cup, you are forced to a certain level to to be inside your vagina. You are forced to see your menstrual blood in a very different way than when, you know, it's been soaked up by a tampon or by um, a pad. It's it's different. And that whole thing just got me into like, yeah, okay, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta know it. And even with a cup, like I got to understand depending on how my cervix is positioned right now, if it's lower, higher or whatever, this is going to influence how I place my cup so that it's still sealed and so on. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, for me, it's, it's a very, very regular random thing though. The same way when you, you know, when you take your shower, you you wash your face like you know that's mm-hmm. you will maybe you don't but I do that's like something I do <laughs> I shower I wash my face every single time I shower I check on my cervix say hi there <laughs> <laughs> sounds funny but it's like it's I just do it and you get used to it and it's not weird anymore I do not find it disgusting and I swear I was one of those people who literally like discharge. What is that? Like, I, I thought I had an infection. That's how, mm-hmm. you know, disgust. I was like, no, this can't be coming out of my body and I'm still okay. Like, never. <laughs> no. And also, oh my gosh, using, using, um, not pads, pen, panty liners. Oh, um, mm-hmm. because I, I, I always had that feeling like, yes, my, my, my underwear, like is not meant to, you know, have discharge on it in a very weird way. Like that's what underwear is for. Like, yeah, not saying it's the purpose of it, but it's there. So, so what I literally felt the need to use a panty liner because I didn't want my underwear to get dirty. There we have it again. Mm -hmm. I literally felt it's, it's not right. So I did very much belong to the people or women who were disgusted by all of it don't tell me to touch my my vagina no my cervix what is that even looking at my like what do you mean no and and yeah so and now i yeah i say hi to my cervix uh, twice a day <laughs> at least so there you have it that is awesome i remember trying to oh my gosh the the process of trying to look at my vulva for the first time I remember someone was like, yes, you know, you grab a mirror, you squat over it, or you lift a leg. So I was trying all sorts of things. I probably looked ridiculous doing it. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a regular thing. This doesn't feel like something I should be doing every day, like laying on my back, trying to grab a toe and like trying to angle the mirror to see exactly. And and then I got it into my head that the more I look at it, the more I'm going to obsess over how it looks. And whether it's okay, whether it's actually doing okay, is it slightly like a slightly different color today? And does that mean something's wrong? Mm-hmm. Is it slightly puffier today? Like what is <laughs> happening? 
laughing or like dying. I've literally, and the discharge thing makes me laugh so hard because I have thought I had a yeast infection so many times. I was like, oh gosh, it's slightly different today. Is this the one my yeast infection? Like, because apparently women get these all the time. So I was like, oh, I'm due. I am due. <laughs> this is my, this is my yeast infection, right? And it's like, nope, it's just a regular, like, Change part of my there. cycle. Yeah. So, so that's the other thing. I think maybe some people are worried about what they're going to see once they actually get into that. And the habit of checking it, it's the same thing with when they recommend that women check their breasts for Mm -hmm. lumps, right? Every day in the shower, check your breasts, like, you know, grab them, squeeze them, all of that. It's this idea that anytime you feel something slightly different, it's like, is this a lump? Yeah. And then is it a meaningful, significant lump? What does this mean for my health? There's a lot that we tell ourselves out of fear, of what yeah. could be things that could be wrong that stop us from actually appreciating our bodies every day. I like looking at it from a perspective, like, you know, if, 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 if you've done research or anything like that, mm-hmm. it, I like looking at it as collecting data. Like you need to build a baseline and while you're having, you know, your first participants or collating the first data for your experiment or research project you're gonna have like points on a sheet of paper that they don't make any sense like they're spread and it you don't see any pattern and every single time you feel like oh that could be a lump oh I feel something like weird on my cervix like is it is it right is it not right my discharge is literally like it was white yesterday now it's like transparent what is going on But over time, the more data you have, the more you become capable of determining if something weird is extra weird, the kind of weird where you should go see a doctor, or if it's like slightly different from the norm, but still close enough for you not to worry. This, you're only going to get there if you actually collect data. You can only do that by... Doing the gymnastic Joanna was describing. <laughs> Grab your toe, position the mirror however you have to position it. Doesn't it doesn't have to be that hard. No, apparently, if you put it on the floor and, and you squat, squat over it, <laughs> it works just fine. I learned that way too late. Way too late. But yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. Handheld mirror. Um, and yeah, squat. that's all it takes. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's, it's really just a question of um, getting used to it. So... Yeah, we've talked a bit about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully you all start checking your vulvas and your cervixes and, you know, do, do that. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to start at like every day. Okay, Larissa is a, a pro at this. She has been doing this. I don't She's know if I'm excited about it every day. <laughs> but I enjoy doing start, it. Start, yeah, start with a little bit at a time. If you have someone to help you, you know, someone who's down there a lot, have them look at it every so often, <laughs> whatever it takes. But yeah, get just just get used to it. It it changes you. It changes your way at looking at it. It changes the way you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. When you get used to it, it it stops being disgusting, uncomfortable, weird, and so on. Like, I don't know why this example pops into my head, but I'm going to say that before we, we close it up. Mm-hmm. Like, children, uh, people who do not have kids, they find it very disgusting to change diapers. Mm-hmm. And parents might still, you know, it's not the nicest thing to do, 
but I don't think they're disgusted by it to the point other people might be. Mm-hmm. The only difference is they do it, I don't know how many hundred times a day. <laughs> so at some point, you just get used to it. hundred times yeah. a day. So, yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of getting used to it. Yeah. Just know yourself. Know yourself. And on that note, people, if you have enjoyed this content, please follow us on Instagram. Send us your comments. We really have enjoyed since the first episode getting a bunch of comments and feedback. We love it. So keep doing that. Our handle on Instagram is at not a purse. So N-O-T-A-P-U-R-S-E. And we'll talk to you at the next episode. Yes. Talk to you in two weeks. (laughs) 